welcome to the new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is ready to do some of the inner work for a healthier and more positive lifestyle. I'll be delving into the topics that we need to talk about more, including our health, our mindset, and living with purpose and passion. I'll be speaking to guests that will leave you feeling inspired to find out what is possible in your life if you gave yourself the opportunity to find out. This isn't the place for chit-chat, gossip, or endless science. It's for real women with real problems that want more from life. Sound good to you? Let's move on with the show. Welcome back. Great to have you here. I hope the start of your week is going as you had hoped. I hope you've been able to take five minutes out to do a reflection. Remember, really check in on on what's been going well and even better if, and you can then focus on that even better if this week. You know, who do you need to show up as this week to be able to achieve those things that you want to have done by the end of the week. We've all got that to-do list or we've all got these intentions and goals and and things that we want to do. So that's a little kind of moment where you can just go, right, this is what I need to do. This is who I need to be. Okay, no stopping you. Go and do it. Now this weekend, for the first time ever, I put my Christmas decorations up in November. (laughs) First time ever. They say kids change you. Well, this definitely has changed us. <laughs> we always say, it, you know, it has to be December. It has to be a few weeks into December usually. But we were just counting the days left of school. And there's only eight actual days left of school. And we were like, oh, she's got her Christmas grotto or Santa's grotto project going on. I was like, we need to bring it home. We need to have the tree up and the twinkly lights for her and get the Christmas books out. So we did it. And it was actually really fun yesterday. And we had uh, we had a little bit of wine, a little cheese board and a, mince, a first mince pie. And I'd recently, recently just said to someone, I'm not having any mince pies, at least until like the week of Christmas. Well, that lasted <laughs> a day and I've had a mince pie already. Um, so yeah, that's what happened with us. So if you're someone who has also put your tree up, put your your Christmas decorations up in November while I've joined your club. (laughs) Um, But it is good to get in the mood, to get in the festive spirit. I do like it. Now, this episode is with the amazing Jennifer Salt of Thrift for Good. So Thrift for Good is a charity thrift shop chain here in Dubai. So they have a store on the Palm and they have a store in Times Square. And Basically, it's there to do good. So their mission, or Jennifer's, it's Jennifer that set it up, but she has a huge team. And their mission is to rehome pre-loved items, like to reduce waste and to really help children around the world. And they do it in partnership with Golf for Good. So in this episode, Jennifer talks us through sort of how she helps raise money with Golf for Good, the charity projects that she works with, how the idea of taking, you know, volunteering, taking the element of charity and and selling clothes secondhand into this enterprise that is really making a positive difference around the world to all these children. So how that became 
an idea and how it started in her apartment to turning into two stores in Dubai over only a two-year period. She shares that story. She's also a SME award winner this year and she is raising some fantastic funds. So she really delves into that. She has worked with Sarah from the Sparkle Foundation and we had Sarah on the show in a previous season. So you might want to go back and listen to that one as well. You don't have to, but it's really nice to hear kind of how they have integrated their work and uh, what they're doing and to make a difference is fantastic. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Enjoy. I know we just had a little brief sort of chat before the call and um, something that we were talking about is the Sparkle Foundation and that huge achievement that you guys at Thrift for Good were able to kind of achieve this week. Could you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Absolutely. So definitely, we're so proud for what we can do for charity projects around the world. Um, So together with Golf for Good, we've been able to fundraise 325,000 dirhams to go to buy farmland for the Sparkle Foundation in Malawi. And I think some of your listeners will already know about the Sparkle Foundation. It's an incredibly inspiring charity organization in Malawi. They um, help 350 vulnerable children who can't afford education in the Zomba region of Malawi in two schools. And they have an exceptional model. Um, and one of the things that they found was the kids were coming to school so hungry um, that they couldn't necessarily focus on their studies. So the right thing to do, they started providing a daily meal program to be able to feed those kids and make sure they grow, develop healthily and be able to focus on their school. Um, But in Malawi, the situation is rough. It sounds like it's getting rougher in terms of food, gas, Mm. all these prices just going up. So to help with the sustainability of the Sparkle Foundation, this farm will enable them to grow their own crops for the kids, but also have extra produce to sell at market to Ah, just create sustainable revenue. So we're very happy that goal um and then and then continue on with our next project with golf for good that is incredible yeah we had sarah on it was a while back it was after kind of the first covid lockdown and she was going to malawi for the first time since Mm. covid sort of kicked off and i think it had been years since she'd been able to be there for like a sustainable amount of time and um, she just talked through like her sort of journey of where she went wrong (laughs) through so many like (laughs) goes of trying to help because you know we often feel like oh we should be giving back we want to help a charity but what she was able to kind of help us see was you've got to do it in a certain way for it to actually make a difference you know it's and this is it isn't it it's like being able to grow crops themselves it's like you have to give ownership to the people that you're helping and not just give them you know because they one obviously it's not about just taking it's about being empowered to be able to help yourself and see that there's hope for the future isn't it and Sarah kind of just talked us through all the things that you don't do when you work starting up a charity um to kind of the right way to go about it so you can really make the biggest difference uh, for the longest time and just seeing her from having that interview with her to where she is now, you know, with that huge, I think it was a ball or some sort of gala, wasn't it, that I saw. I was just like, oh, yeah. my, this is incredible. Like the the amount of people that she's got behind her. Because I think that's mm-hmm. such a big part, isn't it? You can't go it alone. 
there has to be a team behind it, doesn't it? And there has to be people, you know, that make it happen with you. Tell us more about Thrift for Good, you know, because I know that you have your team. I'd love for you to kind of start by sharing what Thrift for Good is and kind of how you've got to where you are today, if that's okay. Absolutely. And I agree with you. It it takes a community. There's hundreds of people who have helped us in our thrift journey. And I've been very fortunate to never be alone. And I think that's why we're so successful is because it's something the masses want. And so many people are kind hearted and willing to contribute their time. So taking a step back, Thrift for Good is charity thrift shops here in Dubai. We currently have two branches, one in the Palm Jumeirah and one in Times Square Center. And our mission is to rehome pre-loved items to reduce waste and raise money for children's charity projects around the world in partnership with Gulf for Good. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a beautiful journey. Essentially, I used to work with Gulf for Good and the need for this became incredibly apparent. Gulf for Good does fantastic work raising money for children's charities through life-changing adventure challenges. So taking a group of people, training them up, helping them fundraise, taking them up a mountain like Kilimanjaro, the highest in Africa, where they go, they climb the mountain and then they meet the kids that they're helping. Um, but there wasn't really capacity for collecting clothes or you know, accepting lots of volunteers. But every day when I was working there, that's what people were asking for. That's what, you know, there was a big gap in Dubai around sustainable clothing and, mm-hmm. and volunteer opportunities. Um, yeah. So Thrift for Good started very organically me and some friends about six years ago just started doing flea markets on the weekends to raise a little bit of extra money for those children's charity projects. And here we are now. My goodness, it's just completely grown and evolved. Um, We opened our first store about two years ago. And it's just, again, like the waves of support have really been what's overwhelming in this journey and have made it the success that it is. So yeah, we're very excited and we hope to keep growing and eventually have a thrift store in every community in Dubai, hopefully. Oh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> there was something that stood out there, what you said, it's the the lack of opportunity to do charity work in Dubai. And this is something I have heard a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I have women that come to me who they do have this sense of, I want to give back. Uh, if I was living in England, I'd be doing some sort of charity work. If I was, you know, I would be raising money for this by doing, you know, and it, it's a constant kind of thing that I hear a lot of. But I have mm-hmm. seen a shift in the last six years, you know, where people can go out and find ways that they can raise money. Um, Tell us how that got started, because obviously it used to be like that, you know, back in the day, it was actually quite difficult, wasn't it, to be able to go and fundraise for particular charities that maybe you wanted to help. So yours obviously was was children, lots of people want to help Mm -hmm. in different ways. But how did it get started? How did you kind of go from okay the idea of I'm just going to start raising money to I'm now going to set up an actual charity you know that's but you know what I mean it's like there's a huge um kind of difference there isn't there from turning it into something you do once to this is my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, well again I think it was it was a slow process um I think one of the pivotal moments was because we started doing this out of my apartment originally. And one of the pivotal moments was every single wall in my home was covered with boxes of clothing. But we and I looked the way all best business starts. It's from yeah. the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at my friend and I was like, I think we need some sponsored storage here. You know, and it just, it, 
it really took on a life of its own. And I feel incredibly lucky to just kind of be, I don't know, what's a good metaphor for this? Like just to be a central connecting point between parties to be able to just oh, yeah. enable it grow organically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, and we're lucky that we get the fundraising approvals from Islamic Affairs via Gulf for Good. We're lucky that we can do the great work that we're doing. and. And I think it's really inspirational that so many people want to help out and they want to contribute their time. You know, we are volunteer led as much as we possibly can be to save on costs because we donate 100% of our profits. And just to see the people that come to us so eager to help and, and give their time and, you know, sort steam clothing, sell clothing, all for a cause. It's, it's pretty inspirational. It's been quite the journey. Uh, that is amazing. And, um, you know, going from that, piece of okay I'm the connector I'm the person who's helping enable it have you mm. always been someone like this have you always been into you know charity work and giving back and and living with this sense of whether it's purpose or you know like the need to help others is that always been who you are uh yeah so I think when I was a child I started a very small fundraising organization in my high school with friends and I think it really became a very strong part of my identity mm. and my purpose. You know, I can't, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. And 18 years later, God, it's, it's my career. It's my life. It's my passion. You know, you could remove so many things from my plate, but I'll always want to give back. I'll always want to help kids and, and the journey learning more about the desperate need out there. Like I, I just, you know, I have to do something Yeah, and I'm lucky that so many people want to help and do it together yeah um yeah 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 because that that's it isn't it I think you get to a point where you've learned so much you can't unlearn what you know and when mm -hmm. you know there is this desperate need yeah and you you are able to help then it's like well that's it now <laughs> this is me yeah yeah and, like you say, <laughs> and you're willing to let your whole apartment just become part of this <laughs> it's, it's more than just a hobby or a one-off thing to feel good this is who this is part of your life isn't it it's a it's a passion that kind of is probably all-consuming most of the time because you know it is all-consuming this is about people's lives how are you able to create a, a balance for you to have uh, your <laughs> life versus helping other people's lives because there must be some element of conflict sometimes or challenge around that because like say, you know that there is this desperate need. How are you able to give yourself some time back? That's an exceptional question that I'm still struggling with. I think it's, you know, I do, I do carve out time for friends and family. And, but what's been really great is that through For Good, it is my community, you know? So if I have a day off, I often find myself in the store because it's just where I want to be, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and there is, yes, a lot to be done. But I'm lucky as we're growing, it's it's becoming easier. The more people that are involved and the more skill sets and the more dedicated they are, the more we can distribute the work and share the load. Um, so it is getting, it's getting to that point. When we first started Thrift for Good, I mean, any business, it's the work is up here and you just got to run for it. You've got to yeah. do everything you can. You're, the, you're part but, of it all, aren't you? You're the you're the accounts team, you're the person organizing <laughs> the clothes, you're the person ironing the clothes probably as well and setting up the the stores yeah yeah um so yeah I mean not everything um in the beginning yeah day zero of course 
Um, but now like I've had a lovely woman named Sarah, our retail manager, who's been with me since we opened our first shop. Mm -hmm. She shares a lot of that load. We now have a great team of paid team leaders who manage the volunteers that are physically in the space. So we don't need to 100% of the time be, you know, helping volunteers. We can start doing marketing and admin and other work too. We have an accountant now who helps us out. Anna, absolutely amazing. So it's it's growing and we have yeah. volunteer support. And so it's growing, but there's always, that, that's the thing. When you're passionate about something, there's always more you can do, right? Yeah. yeah there's always. more events, there's more awareness and sustainability. There's more, more, more. But I'm glad that we're able to expand and grow, but I, I couldn't do it alone. It's yeah. too much for one person alone. And I think a beautiful journey is better shared. Yeah. And that's why it's, you know, I'm, I'm so proud that we've come to the point where Yes, I have a life. Um, a lot of that revolves around, perfect, <laughs> but I wouldn't change that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. When you take anything on, even if it is something that you know is going to bring you so much joy, you know, you're living in your sort of passion with purpose. You yeah. do have to, you know, sacrifice a lot. And those sacrifices are always kind of worth it, I think. I think that's the difference, isn't it? The sacrifices that you make when you're working in line with something that's so important to you, they don't really feel like sacrifices, do they? They kind no. of are outweighed by all the good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like there, I, in any life, in any story, there will be challenges. But if you really believe in what you're doing in that moment when it comes 3 a.m. and you're still doing something that's too hard for you, you know, you get this inner strength, this little push from the universe or whatever it is to just like, let's just do it. Let's get it done. Let's make it happen. Um, yeah. And I think I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. I think because I am living in line with what I feel I'm meant to be doing. Mm. And it's just, it's a beautiful journey, really. Um, and I do think that people can give back in smaller ways. You don't have to you know, okay, let's start a social enterprise and let's live it 24 <laughs> seven, you know, small differences, small contributions, like donating a percentage of salary or volunteering a few hours a week, or, you know, doing some small things. But I think every, I hope every human being finds a way to live in line with their purpose and to feel completely fulfilled. Yeah, totally agree with that. I think that is kind of what we're all searching for. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and just having someone on here that is doing it is just so fantastic. I mean, we've had <laughs> other ladies on as well. You know, we've had Holly from Heroes of Hope, obviously yeah. Sarah from Sparkle and mm -hmm. just hearing there and your story as well about this is not just something I do. This is who I am. I think that's the biggest difference, you know, that you can really hear in people when they're working in this type of work. Um, and yeah. it's really inspiring. And like you say, we can all give back in a way can't we I think giving back is something that we all kind of have an inner whether it's craving or, or something you know pull I mean inner pull um to do so for the mm -hmm. listeners like you say there were a few things that you suggested there but how could the listeners maybe help thrift for good in a way that will make them you know feel part of the community yeah well we welcome that support we're very open doors we are community run we couldn't it. do it without you <laughs> So um, there's four things that you can do, very easy, very tangible. Uh, one, clear out your clothing to us. It can be any condition, even holy socks we can recycle and we get paid to recycle them. So it would be, you know, take care of your textile waste, give it to us, know it's going to a good cause and away from the landfill. So that's so the where first would they, thing. Ah, so where would it go? So what would they do? So say you have a load of holy socks. 
<laughs> I mean, I never would have thought you would want those. So yeah, Holies, where would they go? Um, so we work with Kiswa, who's a great partner for us. And as part of their CSR, they buy the end-of-life textiles at two dirhams per kg. They send it to Turkey and they recycle it into furniture. Wow. Um, we also work with a series of upcycling partners, dog shelters, various things that I could I could spend a lot of time talking about yeah. to you know to recycle the end of life materials so they okay. yeah they have another life that's uh, oh, that's so good yeah okay so that's number one we could everybody can do that that is one that yeah. really is everyone could do that one okay what's the next yeah. one um so two is to shop sustainable fashion it's definitely in my opinion I'm a little bit biased but it's the superior choice because one it's sustainable, it's good for the environment, it's guilt-free, it's easy to rotate your wardrobe and just enjoy fashion. Um, 100% of the profits goes to kids. And three, the quality, the selection, we work really, really hard that it can compete with other stores and the price is just unbeatable. Yeah. So come to the stores, check it out, support us. That would be a great, great way to give back. Yeah, and so you've got one on the Palm um, yeah. and you've got one on Times Square, haven't you as well? Yeah, yes. yeah on the fourth floor of Times Square Center there. Um, the third thing would be come and help us. So we have a good community of volunteers, but it's never enough. And we find just having one extra person in our store, we can see a difference in the sales of that day by a big extent. So it's just the amount of labor that goes into sorting, steaming, quality checking, pricing, displaying, merchandising, customer service. Like it's, it's, we always need more help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after summer, our, our like our volunteers numbers went down a little bit, so we'd love some support. Okay, um, brilliant. You come and help us, and of course, you can just sign up online. We've got if you want a regular shift in our store, then you come in for an hour long training and take it from there. Or we have all these weekend market events as well, where it's just one off. You put your hand up when you're available, and uh, we pull you in. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And the fourth thing is if you work for a company that might want to support this sort of initiative, we do group volunteering days, group collection drives. Um, and also there's a series of other ways that can help. Again, we're trying to keep our costs as low as possible. So um, we've got a series of in-kind sponsors, but we do need more. Like, for mm -hmm. example, branding or printing these materials or yes. open our third store. If it's a construction company, you know, there's so many people that can help us in big ways just by saving costs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you're yeah. in the know, yeah. If you're in like that, you know, that field, that industry that, you know, has got this kind of, um, whether it's a budget, isn't it? Or they've got the know-how or the, the expertise that can, you can bring to the, to the business. Exactly. Amazing. Or if you have a team that you think would be engaged by these opportunities, then yeah. no pressure for sponsorship, get in touch because we can, we can make a big difference that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. ways. I mean, they, they all sound, you know, so simple, you know, and it's like, all you've got to ask yourself, not, not you, Jennifer, but all you've got to ask yourself listeners is, well, what's stopping you? You know, what is it that's stopping you um, from just kind of, you know, taking that step forward and doing something a little bit different with your, with your day. Um, because I know a lot of people do sit there thinking, I just want to, I want to do more charity work. I want to do this, but they, they don't take that step. So now you've given them a step that's like fantastic. There's no excuses. And that's a huge piece of this podcast. We don't do excuses. <laughs> so brilliant. Um, so tell us more about a day in the life then for you. What's a day in the life of working um, for Thrift for Good? It's the balance of trying to make sure that the stores are, are running, operational, they're manned. We've got good people there. Um, 
so I also take on shifts as team leader as well. You'll see me pop up behind the cash counter every now and again. Um, so that's a few days each week and it'll just be trying to squeeze in meetings with potential partners and you know our team, make sure everyone has everything they need to run ahead successfully. It's a lot of WhatsApp messages. Like <laughs> I actually wear my phone around me because it's just like communication with people like, yeah, come on in and help us. <laughs> yeah, it's a full-fledged business. You know, you're a full-fledged business woman. You have to have that phone attached to you. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's, it's interesting because before I'd always be at a computer, like working, doing admin, but now I'm on my feet all day long. You know, if it's not like, okay, let's move these boxes here. Let's get this clothing here. Let's, you know, it's, yeah. I love, it's a very dynamic day that pulls you in all sorts of directions. Um, and then I do my best to carve out some time for emails eventually. And like, I love you know, that carve a little bit of time out for emails, just a little bit. <laughs> we bit. Don't I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> that's so funny um and then obviously a titty bit of time for yourself of course of course of course yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but I mean like you say when you're working in a job that you love it's not always something that you have to really think about because you're already having like you know you're having that fun you're having that kind of experience of doing the things that you want to be doing and seeing the difference have you ever been able to go and and see where the the money that you've raised goes uh, on the ground have you been able to do that yeah, I've been very, very lucky, and I do my best to try and go visit each one of our big projects. Um, so the Sparkle Foundation, I was there in March volunteering. Oh, wow. So I spent a week with those kids and understanding the project better, which was really, really wonderful. Before that, we raised 125,000 dirhams for Larchfield's Children's mm-hmm. Home in Tanzania. I spent two weeks out there volunteering with the kids and getting to know and seeing the project and. Um, and yeah, and, and before, like we supported in Peru, Chicuchiswasi in Peru, it's a girls' school, and I was there just in August. So I really try when I do travel, I try to coordinate it with, you know, with a charity visit. And I think it's so important to be able to really trust. You know, we're doing all of this work, and so many people are putting so much trust that the work we're doing is helping people. It's going a long way. So seeing it with my own eyes, being able to ask the questions it just, it just helps for me to look at people and say, yeah, what we're doing is awesome. Like this is, yeah. Yeah. So what, like- what, you know, when you're in those sort of, when you're on the ground with the kids say, tell us what it's like for you. Yeah. It's my favorite part of, of life. So I absolutely adore children and you can put me in a football field playing with kids all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and it's just, you know, those moments where you're just, you're just living through and through. There's no past, there's no future. It's just the present of like, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the charities we work with, they do really great work for the kids. So as you're walking into the charity, you'll often see kids in poor states, you know, not proper clothing, hungry, all the signs of poverty around, but then the charities we pick, it's a safe haven for these children. And to see the contrast, to know, to learn the personal stories of some of the kids and what they've gone through and the hardships in their past, but then to know how these beautiful charities like the Sparkle Foundation are changing their lives. Um, and I just feel so, it, it's an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. Yeah. That there is a small way that we can help, that we can give back, that we can fuel these really wonderful projects. Yeah. Um, and I should add, if you want that for yourself, check out Golf for Good, because that's part of the ethos there. 
is that people who fundraise for the charity, you always go, you visit the project. So you can see with your own eyes, the difference that you're making. Mm. Um, and I think that's really impactful if you wanna do good work. Um, yeah, and Go For Good, we're starting a couple of volunteering challenges mm -hmm. this year, setting up things that really are meaningful, beneficial, not volunteerism, but going yeah. and helping. Yeah. So it's worth that's, checking out. That's amazing. And I think, oh, I love how you basically just described living in the moment. Yeah. You know? that, yeah. That's, again, something <laughs> that people want. They're like, how do you even live in the moment? <laughs> You've explained it. But that works for you. I know everyone's different. But for you, that is you living in the moment. And that yeah. is what brings this whole sort of purpose, isn't it? That's you living aligned. When you're living aligned, when you're living in that sense of purpose that is important to you, then that's when that moment, you're living in that moment can kind of happen. Um, so it's really, it's almost like I've got goosebumps on my arms. I can just imagine you out there in that football field, <laughs> just going, yes, this is life. This is living. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is a good life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, for obviously charities, you, you, I take it this goes around the world then. Does it happen in the UAE? Does the, does the money go into the, any charities here? Mm. So we work exclusively with Golf for Good. Yeah. And Golf for Good is registered as a nonprofit organization. Yeah. And part of the legalities of that, the money has to go to children's charities outside of the UAE. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, if we worked with Beit Al-Hair or Red Crescent or others, I'm sure the story could be a little bit different. Yes. But for us, we really support. Yeah, and I mean, mm -hmm. um, the need as well is a little bit is a little bit different. I yeah. think kids in Malawi. Yeah, yeah, it's a different type of project, isn't it? The whole projects are different. Um, so yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that you worked with like solely with Golf for Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good um, to know. Yeah, and we always choose projects that are around helping kids yeah. in health, education, and alleviating poverty. Yeah, three sustainable development goals and trying to make them as sustainable as possible. So as you said before, um, giving a charity something they're asking for that will help their sustainability instead of like, okay, here's a library that will sit empty for 10 years. Like yes. we really try to empower charities to become more self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the model. Yeah, that's it. And that's what's so important, isn't it? It's not just about what you want to do. It's about making sure that you're helping actually the people that need it and what they're, you're listening. You're listening to what their needs are. And you're doing what yeah. you can to be able to sort of fulfill the needs as much as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that grassroots driven um, projects are much more successful in making, yeah. you know, more yeah. sustainable. Change. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about when you won the award for the SME. You're an SME award winner, aren't you? Um, I know it was quite yeah. a while back now. I think it was in March. Maybe. Yeah, I was actually yeah. in Malawi when oh, they wow. announced it. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel? I, it was incredible to be recognized. Um, it did feel like it's interesting when I'm the face of it and there's so many people there yes. with me. So, yes. you know, I want to tell their story as well. I want to highlight all these great people that did it. Um, but yeah, it's the first award that I won in that way. And it was just really nice to be recognized because yes. it has been a labor of love and, um, and we're doing so many wonderful things and I think it's just going to keep growing. And yes. of course, getting the word out there is really I think really that's wonderful. it isn't it it's yeah. like you're not in it for the awards you can tell that you know that's very clear but what the yeah. awards do is help you get seen help you get you know that exposure to yeah. potential maybe sponsors to other people being able to help and support the charities um yeah so I was just like that's great to see that in yeah. there um so 
Yeah, congratulations. This is going from strength to strength. So what's your next project? So have you got a, the next kind of fundraiser that you're doing? Yes, so we've started in officially. Okay. Um, well, we're still waiting for that fundraising approval to squeak through any day now, um, but we're pending that approval. We're fundraising for the Tibetan Children's Villages in Ladakh, which is Northern India. So there's 1,500 children there who are Tibetan refugees um, in 18 children's homes, and I think it's four hostels for kids, um, and they go into that center to get education, and those that need housing get that too. Um, but essentially, the need from the project is renovations. Their facilities are so bad that kids are, you know, eating, uh, cooking on the floor, studying on their bed, and the insulation isn't good enough, so they're it's cold. It's cold during the winter months. Mm -hmm. So we're helping to renovate. It's not the most sustainable project, but it is something that's so desperately needed yeah. for the kids to have a better life. Yeah. So yeah. We're, our goal is 250,000 dirhams. I okay. hope we can, we can achieve that in the next few months and uh, make the kids out there. So how can we get involved with that? Like what would be the first, obviously you've given us the four steps to help get involved with your charity, Thrifty yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, let's think about the fundraiser. What is it we do to help raise the 250000 Yeah, uh, great question. Um, so, yeah, you can help Thrift for Good increase sales by the yes. four things that I mentioned before. Also, it's worth being in touch with Golf for Good, our charity partner, um, because there's so many things around adventure challenges, just straight donations, um, it, different ways that to support as well. Yeah, that will help build up that pot, that 250, yeah, yeah goal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If we don't need to sell two hundred and fifty thousand dirhams worth of clothing, then do you know what I mean? Like yeah, hundred dirhams from yeah, yes yeah. is good. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So it's <laughs> that's right. So what I'll do is I'll put the link for golf for good as well as mm -hmm. uh, thrift for good on the session notes or whatever it's called episode notes. Um, I should know that by now. Along with all the details, so people have easy access. They can go there. And then there's kind of a, another reason not to. It's like, you can do this. There's no excuses. You've got everything there that you need. And yeah, um, yeah go and get started and join, and join this kind of fundraiser. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you and so much. How do people get to see you on a sort of regular basis? I mean, I find you on LinkedIn. For me, LinkedIn is like, I see you pop up there. Is there yeah. anywhere else that you're visible? um so uh in the shops stop yes. by mm -hmm. me there if you want to actually love that. no one has ever said that come see me in person <laughs> yeah, come see me in person at the shops <laughs> um yeah and you can get in touch with me on whatsapp i think mm -hmm. is the best mm -hmm. if you go into any of our change rooms you'll see you my phone number is in all of our change rooms wow so accessible <laughs> I'm very accessible. Yes. Yeah. If you send an email, you might have to wait a little bit, but I will yes. get back to you. Yes. Um, <laughs> and social media, my profile is there. I'm not very active on social media, but you can find me and I do my best to get back to everybody. It just sometimes takes a little time. Oh yeah. I come back to you. Yeah. yeah. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I love that answer. Come and see me in person. I just love it. No one has ever said that. So I'm like, go for it. <laughs> that is the best yeah. way. You might have to ask for me because I might be in the back room sorting some clothes, but <laughs> just come and ask. We're there for you. And not just me, but our entire team. Exactly. If there's anything yeah. at any point we can do to help you, there's so many people that are well-trained and want to help and are accessible to you. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today. It's so, you know, it's just lovely hearing 
um, your kind of story. I know we've kind of almost just touched the surface. So perhaps mm -hmm. after raising the 250,000, we can get you back on again and we can go even deeper into like, you know, the, the story of how you you're really kind of making a shift in um, the world when it comes to, you know, helping these kids and yeah, and we can take it from there, but thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you everyone for helping out. Today, we've raised over 900,000 dirhams. We've rehomed over 300,000 pieces of clothing. And we know that's just the start of our journey. So thank you for helping us and changing some lives together. Mm -hmm.